Hello, Guillermo Mash here with the Chico Vibe here on KZFR 90.1 FM, listener-supported community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills, and beyond. How does it feel now you've left something out in the cold? How does it feel now you ain't got nobody to December 2nd edition of the Chico Vibe, and that, that was the U-Logs, man, leading us into another wonderful episode and the Arts Lowdown with Jason Cassidy, Arts Devo. Go Yo, on. how's it going? That yo, was man. the... Uh Hardest working band in snowbiz, as yeah, they say. It is. Yo, yo, yo. The new logs. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. A- any little deets on them that you could share with our listeners? I uh, got it. It's, it's, they're just kind of like, uh, they're like, like it's kind of an all star band of heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. You know what the secret ingredient that band is? What is it, man? Kurt, the bass player. You bass player is so tasty. Just keeping it going. Yeah, I love it. I love, Alrighty, my I love his bass playing. And I love seeing you on Thursday mornings to do this little segment, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us. And today, uh, yeah. News today, Review appreciates it. Yeah, and th- th- this is a print edition day, so uh, yeah. you've had less sleep than some other nights this week. Probably. Yes, this has been one of those weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to be looking around and snagging the latest copy, but uh, I think you're going to uh, read what's in the Arts Devo column, right? Yeah, this, nice. is, our, yeah, this is our traditional year-end nice. issue where we do year-end review stories and... Uh, we didn't do it last year because you know it was a weird, weird, weird year, and we, we were on and off publishing last year. But this year, in my Arts Devo column, I brought back the Devo Awards. This is the 14th edition of the Devo Awards. I've done this 14 years. It would have been 15 if we did it last year. So, anyways, without further ado, uh, the envelopes, please. Envelopes, please. 
All right. The best at making the best of things. All the virtual presenters in town. Until COVID-19 vaccines arrived and venues started cautiously opening doors in the spring summer, local performance were mostly happening online only. With its advantage and resources, Chico State was able to make the transition more elegantly than most outlets via North State Symphony. It's impressive full slate of productions for its rediscover season and also the uh, Chico Voices virtual series that Chico Performances put on with bands like the Ulogs, actually, and Smokey the Groove. Uh, and the next tier down, of course, uh, was Art art Galleries, 1078 Gallery, Chico Art Center, Museum of Northern California Art, all had online offerings. And uh, once again, a shout out to Astronaut Ice Cream, Kurt and Heather, for all their many online shows that they put on. Can I slip something in real quick? Yeah, go for it. We got, we got to do a forward promo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Astronaut <laughs> Ice Cream, hip, hip, hooray for the holidays. A festival holiday special, Sunday, December 12th, 8 p.m. YouTube, H-M-E-L-L-I-S-O-N. That sounds like a really cool virtual thing. It is, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Krampus makes an appearance Woo. this year. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I have some inside info there. All right, thank you. <laughs> Let me slip that in, Jason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, so best new band, Blue Egyptian. I'm not a I'm not a jam fan myself, but uh, Chico is for sure, and there's no denying uh, Mr. Don Jules and his crew are a young, exciting new band. Best art show, at least best art show that I saw. I got actually I have to qualify all this. This is all you know according to me. Uh, <laughs> the No Word for Art uh, show at the Museum of Northern California Art. It was. Uh, uh, the Hmong community of Northern California, it was, it was an interactive experience. It was so rich and authentic, and the museum gave over the curation of the show to the Hmong community, and they did it all. It was an unbelievable experience, very immersive uh, show. Nice. Stay tuned, because that's what I'm going to be talking about, the, the next uh, the Next Hmong? Oh, yeah, good, right on. Manka, man. And then the best artist has to be Max Infield. Uh, when your stuff's being auctioned off on Sotheby's and Christie's, uh, as were his <laughs> non-fungible <laughs> token uh, digital digital, virtual, does it exist, doesn't exist uh, art, um, then uh, yeah, you're the best artist of the year. Best live theater, just in general, Chico's Theater on the Ridge, they've, uh, they've uh, survived uh, wildfire, pandemic, and then most recently a flood through their building, and they've still put on some of the best shows in town. Um, people have, rally- the local uh, directors and actors have rallied around them, and they've all gone up there and and Asia does such a great job, not so much promoting that, but just telling everyone how much she loves Theater on the Ridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's, she's performing up there right now, I think. I think, I think she has something coming up, yeah. She has something she's, coming up. She yeah. has, she's everywhere. She, Asia Shiraga. We, we love you, Asia. <laughs> uh, best live music, uh, the Cracks in the Concrete vinyl release parties has oh. to be. I mean, that was just every band in town over three shows over two days. Uh, I was, I'm still a scaredy cat going out to shows, but I commend all the people who came together for those shows. You know, I got the chance to speak to Jake Sprecher not 12 hours ago, and he was just so happy at, at, the, at the response to it and how many albums he sold, et cetera, et cetera. Did you have a ch- chance to listen to the vinyl? I handed off. I have not. I haven't you even have broken not? the seal yet. You haven't even broken but I, the but seal. You've heard, got I have a, a digital version of it, so I've been listening to that. Uh, best local album? The Cracks in the Concrete uh, compilation. I mean, you have 14 local bands on one album. That's going to win. Yeah, that's going to win. My favorite local songs of the year. Brand new one just came out. Tequila on the Tennis Court by Surrogate. Surrogate's been releasing, slowly releasing song by song for their new album over the last year and a half or so. Uh, Real Love by Scout. Wizard in the Park by Tight Knots. Uh, Protest Song by Severance Package. Apocalyptico by West by Swan. And Hurry by Lagrima which is uh, 
that's my list of my favorite songs. And then in, memor- in, in memoriam, it's kind of a, a tradition that I do every year where I kind of uh, do a rundown of the folks in the arts and the downtown culture community who've died over the past year. This time, I include some people from 2020 because I didn't do this last year. Yeah, but, thank you, Jason. Um, Janice Kuhn, singer, actress, Chico oh, High, choral drama yeah. teacher. Uh, Nicole Seredzin, a.k.a. Mean Girl. She used to write a great column for the Weekly Synthesis. Uh, John McCall, Imp's frontman. Uh, and then this year, John Fuller, Chico Theater Company, actor and singer. Uh, Gary Cup, uh, Theater on the Ridge lighting sound director and board member. Uh, Bert Levy, percussionist for Eastwind Belly Dance and Ancient Echo. Uh, David Sisk, a.k.a. Cisco, artist, billboard activist, Chico icon. Jeff Hobie Givens, uh, a rock and roll mofo, man. He used to play in the Hallelujah Junction, and he wasn't living in here, living in town when he passed away, but great The guy. day after he died, a memory came up, a video I shot at the Maltese, the very day after he died. Oh, wow. Ken Smith, it was such a blessing for him. They were good friends. Uh, Steve Schumann, North Valley Productions owner, concert promoter. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, rock blues guitarist for uh, Secondhand Smoke and Ball and Chain. Uh, Judy LaRocca, the matriarch of the wow. LaRocca Vineyards family. Yeah. Uh, Dave Mettler, the wine guy over at Safeway. He just passed away last week. And then, of course, Kelly Mayer, one of Chico's favorite people, uh, environmental activist, philanthropist, Chico icon, and a beloved human of the highest order. It's really been a blessing for me because I did not know Kelly, but I feel as if I do. Kelly, he, the first time I met him, he stuck out one of his uh, prosthetics and said, feel the steel. Feel the steel. <laughs> he was a very generous man. When my, well, my wife and I were first married. She was a bartender at Duffy's, and he, was, uh, he watched out for her, a protective guy, very sweet man. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to have done, Jason. Wow. Just an inside scoop for the listeners. We, we kind of have fun. We don't know what each one of us is going to say. <laughs> so that one just kind of hit me for the first time. That was, that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Oh, call, yeah, for man. sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. I got, I got two things, man. Bring it up. Bizarre, bizarre. It's back. Yeah, and I'm so happy for Muir use at the bookstore that is such she just loves the whole vibe of yeah. putting that together she's part of the whole chococo, chococo art, art, yeah, artist art collective, collective that puts and, that on you know i've never been that's going to be an out and about with guillermo for it's sure. I've, I, I may have been, i think i've been to every single one i buy you know half my gifts there and i was bummed that they couldn't and under, but i understand why they couldn't do it last year and this year they're going to be at the fairgrounds instead of the women's club yeah. which is a little more space for people to kind of distance and you got maybe 30, 60 seconds to try to describe the experience. Bizarre, bizarre. There's probably a lot of people that haven't been. <laughs> I mean, the name the name is a good clue as yeah, to what to clue. expect. Uh, it's it's just all the local uh, artists and uh, a, a ton of local artists and, and uh, artisans and craft people. And just all the various local freaks and 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 uh, fun people in town, all gathered for both uh, selling their creative wares and and um, also just it's kind of a big show itself. It's like a moving feast mm-hmm. of uh, of Chico's art scene. And then I plan on I'm not going to say long form, but uh, there's a, an opening. The next the next show opens tomorrow. Uh, the opening night is tomorrow, December third at. Uh, Monka on Esplanade, but it's the spirit of Pacific Western traders, hmm. California contemporary native arts now and then, oh, yeah. and it's sponsored by the Machupta tribe and the Shingle Springs band of the Miwok Indians. And and what's really a beauty, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but this is going to be a month long thing, and they're going to be at the market. They're going to do a, a Zoom call where you get to talk to the artists and talk nice. about you know what the whole message of this thing is and. 
I'm kind of excited to kind of just cover this. And then we're going to put together an Imagining Community show. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Museum of Northern California it does a really good job of like reaching out to the different communities in town, yeah. whether they're underserved or just maybe underrepresented mm-hmm. in the local arts. And, and they defer to the them. Those They're the experts. The people of the community mm-hmm. are the experts. And it makes it a more authentic experience yeah. as a result. And as a veteran, I'm just so happy that that Veterans Hall is being used in such an yeah. outrageously beautiful way. If you've never been to the Museum of Northern California... On Esplanade, Monca, it's great. Get there, yeah. man. Yeah, they've done they've done it right. Well, it's always a pleasure, Jason. One of the one of the best fringe benefits is I get to see Jason Cassidy <laughs> once a week to do this show. You lucky, <laughs> lucky dog, lucky dog. <laughs> Alrighty, my friend. All right, thanks, Guillermo. Yeah. Next up, local comedians Liz Mary and Aaron Standish reflect on the life of Kelly Mayer and their escapades with a dear friend. Here on Pete Radio. Hello. Is this Liz Mary? This is Liz Mary. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Liz Mary. Happy birthday to you. And many Thank more. you so much. Another trip around the sun, and they get trippier every trip. It does, and you get to go around the sun with Aaron, Aaron Standish. That must be uh, trippy. That's a trip in itself. A, trip in a itself. long, strange trip. Indeed. I just took the whole morning putting all the candles on her cake, and she's just about passed out, <laughs> blowing them out. <laughs> and then yeah. he set the house on fire. Yeah, and then he set the house on fire. The end. <laughs> You know, speaking of, of of trips and strange trips, in the end, uh, good friend for the community, good friend for you guys, uh, Kelly Mayer, you know, passed on this week. Uh, what would you guys have to share on uh, your experiences with Kelly? Kelly was one of the greatest people I ever have known, and he was so helpful to so many people. I can't even begin, and I'm sure a lot of it on the, you know, on the down low, and people never knowing that he was helping you out, because uh, I know a lot of people he did that for, and... Uh, I, I met Kelly when he was working with my dad to get KZFR started. Uh, That's beautiful. You know, I'd seen him around town and stuff, but I, I hadn't met him till then. And Liz knew him a little earlier, right? Yeah, I met him when I uh, was working at LaSalle's in, I want to say, 86 or maybe 87. Uh, and he was, of course, one of the famous West Enders down there, many of whom have gone on to their reward um but, of course, such a great character and truly one of the most generous people, not just financially, but just in support and lots. Moral support. He was at the Wacky Wednesdays that Liz and I started doing comedy at together at LaSalle's. He would just always come up afterward and say, what a great job, you know, keep it up. I love hearing this <laughs> and stuff. And so since he was paying attention to us, we decided we had to make fun of him, and uh, we got... Steve Rashad to impersonate him at a city council meeting, uh, which was great because most of the takes we would have done on Kelly would have been uh, maybe his you know late night escapades or whatever it might be a little funnier. But Steve did a great job playing him straight, uh, addressing the city council, and he loved it. And anytime after that that we did a show that he wasn't at least mentioned in, he was always disappointed. What did I come down here for? There you go. That kind of fits into his self-proclaimed moniker. What was that again, Liz? Yes, he he always called himself a shameless media slut, <laughs> and uh, lived up to that. Yeah, he would he would definitely give us a scolding if he was not even mentioned, and he would listen. <laughs> and then he, you know, he could see if you were doing either a bit about him or even just mentioning him in a bit. Uh, 
he looks around the room to make sure people are looking at him. <laughs> That's so beautiful because as being an uh, unashamed media slut and someone that helped get KZFR starting, I'm sure he's listening to this going, this is rad. <laughs> this is rad. He's getting to hear this. Yeah. You have some powerful words around his environmental stuff, Liz. Can, can you share that with the listeners? Yeah. He was a tireless and overly generous. I, well, I shouldn't say overly. There's no, no gr- such thing. great amount of money you yeah. spend saving the environment. Uh, but he donated to everything and worked hours on end. You know, he was instrumental in getting uh, the Butte Environmental Council started, and I know carried them through some financial difficulties by opening his ever-present wallet. But he was very interested in saving um, critical, you know, habitat like riparian forests along the Sacramento River that was very near and dear to his heart. And... Uh, I remember, I, because I've always been, like, uh, more focused on saving individual, you know, animals or um, species that were endangered, and that was not his bag. He wanted to save the environment, which was fine because that's critical habitat, and then the animals would get to live anyway. But I think uh, when you focus your energies in a way like that, it does have a ripple effect. So, you know, you save this section of forest, and those critters get to live, so... And you don't often find environmental advocates with a great sense of humor about themselves. And uh, that was what was so fun about Kelly is that we could we could make fun of people who were trying to do good things and he wouldn't take it wrong or or be hurt about it. And uh, over the years, besides Steve Rashad, we had John Lopato and uh, Doug Roberts both imitated Kelly at different times. And at one point he was like, I want to play myself. And so he, we put together a drunken lounge act for him where he was good Kelly, bad Kelly. And uh, he, the, he would talk at the microphone as good Kelly, and then on a PA system as his evil thoughts, uh, it would be bad Kelly. And, then, and it worked great in rehearsal. did a couple times, and we got him to tape all his responses, and we were ready to go. And then came showtime, Kelly got just a little too prepared for the show and couldn't remember any of his good guy lines, so it was all bad Kelly all night. All bad and Kelly. <laughs> Well, he was playing a drunken Kelly, and he was a bit of a method actor, so he (laughs) decided he had to really get into that part. (laughs) The method of alcohol kind of fits with a word. He was a kind of a loving loving curmudgeon. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) All righty. I really appreciate you sharing your love and care for for Kelly. And and everyone, stay tuned to hear through the bottom of the half hour. I'm going to be reading some of the stuff I saw online and... uh, just appreciate all probably, the stuff you guys are doing in the community. I'm sorry. And you're, you, you are going to be playing a cut of a, a roast that we did with Kelly because, you know, like I say, over the years he insisted on being in the show, so we finally just let's do a Kelly roast, which he suggested, and he wanted to do it as a fundraiser for the newspaper, The Chico Beat, that Tom Gascoigne uh, was editing at the time, and he was backing them financially anyway, so it was just like this would defray things a little bit but it was more about just making fun of him which he loved and helped us pick all the roasters yeah. uh, and we had a lot of fun so the clip that you'll be playing is about the seven and a half minutes at the end of the roast when the roastee gets to turn it around and roast all the people who roasted him that's what you've got that kelly will be doing all righty you guys thanks again and happy birthday one final time one more Thank time you. not and final time not more time thing. Kelly's impact on Chico and Butte County absolutely cannot be overstated is his 
impact on political causes and his funding of candidates and anyone that was progressive. And he he was instrumental. I mean, he was a kingmaker. Let's just say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he pulled his share of dirty tricks along the way. But uh, all fair in love, war, and politics, I guess. So I just wanted to throw that in, too. Yeah, I, I saw Tom Gascon at, uh, at Duffy's, and I said, uh, it seems like Kelly was a true progressive. And Tom just gave me that real, he's like, yes. Like, it just, that really kind of solidified what, what Kelly was about, human beings. That was a guy that did not get conservative as he got older. No, <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. Right on. Yeah. We know all that. All righty, you guys. Take care. All right. Thanks, Thank you. Steve Frischard in classic Mayor character answers the question, does Kelly Mayer shit in the woods? May 16th, 1990 at LaSalle's. Hi, I'm Kelly Mayer. And I'm here to respond to these recent inquiries about my personal habits. Question. Do I indeed defecate in said woods? I'm going to have to answer that question with a question. Yes. <laughs> Point in case and take note that in 1982, I did indeed defecate in said woods. Of course, people were wrapped up with the economy, so I didn't raise the stink that I thought it would. So, in which I believe was an orally improper fashion, took further stands, or, or squats, in the woods, which I have well documented, and I'll pass around the copies of the document after I'm through. Now, I believe that the city council has other things better to do than to worry if I buried it or not. To answer that question, I can answer with a confident yes, unlike the city council, which appears to me to be buried in it. also important to mention and bring up that my hard work and unconstipated efforts has produced many fine trees. The most famous being the Kelly Mare dung tree. I just thought it'd be important that I mention it. Well there you have the facts. Make of them what you will. Just do the right thing. Thank you. Can anybody tell me where they get a beer? Butte Environmental Council had this to say about Kelly Mayer on their Facebook page. Kelly Mayer's legacy and enormous contributions to Butte Environmental Council will never be forgotten. We are forever grateful for Kelly and for all of those who work to defend the air, land, and water of Butte County and the surrounding region. Here's a fitting local environmental update from Friends of Butte Creek with Alan Hawthorne. I'm here with Alan Hawthorne at his booth, the OMG Juice booth here at the market. And uh, Alan is a longtime member, founder of uh, Friends of Butte Creek, and he's just going to give us a little ditty on how their wild and scenic festival went. Welcome to the Chico Vibe, Alan Hawthorne. Thank you, Guillermo. I always love talking to you. Uh, we just had our 15th annual wild and scenic film festival on tour last weekend. And coincidentally, we had the smallest crowd we've ever had but we had the best net profit. I guess I'll just 
put it that way. Uh, people really stepped up. The sponsors were fabulous. Our silent auction sold out and everything was great. Everybody was happy. It was nice to get back together again. And then of course we had the virtual option that people could watch from home. And a lot of people took advantage of that. So, How can people get connected with friends on the Butte Creek and the wonder that is Butte Creek up in the canyon? ButteCreek.org is our website. I will keep things updated as much as I can. We're expecting another big run of salmon next year. And for all you folks out in Chico area, I hear that there are fall run salmon in Big Chico Creek, so keep your eyes open. I'll go out and look, Alan. Thanks a lot. You bet, Guillermo. Good to see you. Here's a message from longtime friend of Kelly Mayer, Dan Carter. Through the clutter of Black Friday flimflam, the news of Kelly Mayer's passing cuts like a knife. If memory serves, I met Kelly when I was a board member of the Butte Environmental Council in the early 80s. I believe he was one of Beck's founding members and patrons, which was one of the myriad of ways that he touched this community and created a progressive foundation here that would last for decades. We were friends for many years, often sharing the corner of the bar at Duffy's on Pub Scout Fridays, where else would we be, where I benefited from his wisdom and seemingly infinite stories about his life and times in Chico. I was as well privileged to receive invitations to parties and events at Kelly's Butte Creek Canyon home and enjoyed many floats on the Sacramento River with him. Rest in peace, Kelly, or Captain Hooks, as my youngest son referenced him. Yours is a sterling legacy and a memory that will live in many hearts and minds. Eric Matheson put this on Leah McKean's Facebook page, and Leah is the volunteer coordinator at KZFR 90.1 FM. It's fair to say that there would be no KZFR without Kelly Mayer. In the early days of KZFR, he kept us afloat. His generosity went far beyond financial support. I slept often on his sofa, ate at his table, and listened to his wisdom about community organizing, politics, and ethics. From Thomas A. Barrett, rest in peace, Kelly Mayer. You were a force to be reckoned with in Chico and Butte County and a friend. We'll miss you, Kelly. If there is a Duffy's in heaven, I'm sure you will be holding up your end at the bar. Be sure to visit your favorite newsstand for the December 2nd, 2021 edition of the Chico News and Review as they spotlight the top 10 stories of 2021. Guillermo Mash here with a Chico Vibe produced musical performance by Terra Karma titled The Path. The Chico Vibe will be featuring a series of songs and conversations with Terra as she explores her musical creations that lift her spirits while bringing joy and relief into her life. Leave the gold and the mountain Follow the path and the light Road of least resistance Be kind and don't fight On the path The one that we're wrong Yeah, the way you make me feel when I sing this song and the hope that you'll find your way home on the path. Grateful dead bones on the path. Grateful dead bones on the path. I don't love the advice you gave me, how to fit pain to match. Live on my property, yeah, grow in my patch on the way. The one that you're on, 
yeah, the way you make me feel When I sing your song, it's a hope That you'll find your way home on the path Grateful dead bones on the path Grateful dead bones on the path so what I have in front of me is the scene section from the print edition, December 2nd, hit the, hit the stands, get on out there and get it, the Chico News and Review, top 10 stories of 2010, or 2010, 2010, going backwards, of 2021. That was nice to look and know that Imagining Community covered four of them quite heavily. But I'm going to read, this is a lightly edited version of a longer article, beautiful uh, article that Tom Gasconi wrote on his dear friend. And I think the best way to find this online or to find Tom's you know, full feature, because they've got one page. This was a whole front page on, on Kelly. You can just Google hooked on the cause Chico. It'll come right up. That Kelly Mayer had a big impact on this community over the years is undeniable. He organized and funded numerous political campaigns, most in the name of environmental protection. More than anyone, he used his own money to support the causes he favors. He had wealth, though not as much as many other people in Chico, and he spread it around. His generosity and financial ability to back it up helped launch a community radio station right here, right now, KZFR. Kept the heart of Butte Environmental Council beating during tough times. It was one point I knew everyone on the council, their board of directors, but one person. That's one of my favorite group of folks in the entire county. And funded numerous political causes, many successful, some not. That sounds like politics. I'm adding in. This is the stuff that sounds like it's, you know, I'm adding my opinion or humor. Right, figure that out. He's once red locks and beard turned silver. His once fit frame a bit expanded. He was often found at his favorite perch on the west end of the bar at Duffy's Tavern in downtown Chico, downing Pacifico beer and shots of Hornitos Tequila. Mayor was a community character, a fixture who loved to talk and drink. He was a pain to some, a savior to others. I penned on my five o'clock show, a loving curmudgeon. Upon graduating from high school in 1970, and while in the process of trying to gain conscientious objector status, he'd been drafted, Mayor worked, went to work for the Cesar Chavez United Farm Workers Union. He worked as a union organizer for two and a half years before taking a job at, the, at a hospital in Fullerton for two years. He completed his government-required community service work and then moved to Berkeley where he became a self-employed house painter. It was a good living, he said. I was really a good little capitalist. I made a lot of money painting. He painted houses inside and out for the next five and a half years. Then on July 19th, 1979, what Mayer referred to as his rebirthday, his life changed in a split second. He was working on a four-story building in downtown Berkeley running parallel to the building was a thick black wire that emitted a pulsing buzz. I had learned enough in my painting time there to know that's a dangerous wire, he said. It's kind of close, too. So you could pay funds to this major utility and they would shut it off. I asked them to turn it off for two weeks while we finished the job. When the job was finished, he and another fellow removed the scaffolding. As they were taking it down, a cross rod broke loose. It was going to fall four stories down like a javelin and probably going to harm someone, Mayor said. I was on Chautauqua Avenue right downtown. The hospital was right there. I could see it was going to hit the dead wire. 
and I thought, I can't just hold it. Well, the wire was on. He joked darkly about what happened next. It was a shocking experience, and I got a real charge out of it. He stayed conscious through the ordeal. I remember going up in the elevator at Alta Bates Hospital at the doctor telling me, I don't think we can save your hands. And I looked at my hands and I saw charcoal. I couldn't feel them, couldn't move them. They were clinched. They were burnt black, black as night. He said he was in shock and felt no pain. He remained in the hospital about four months. I had a brilliant surgeon, but the nurses saved my life, he said. In typical mayor style, God bless the nurses. Before he left, he was fitted with prostheses, my hooks, I like to call them. By flexing muscles in his shoulders and back, he could make them open, which enabled him to grasp objects such as glasses and eating utensils. He filed a lawsuit against the power company, which he eventually won. He was limited by the structure of the settlement regarding how much he could say about it. I wasn't defeated by the accident, but I was scared, Mayor said. Once I went on this river trip, I knew that I could beat it. My goal was to be the same old a-hole I always was. Well, guess what? I am. That river trip, he said, was a life changer. In April 1980, Mayor came to Chico just to check it out. He was hired by the Butte Environmental Council as an intern. That's because we were broke and nobody else wanted to do it, he said. I ran the recycling center, but as former Beck officer manager Carol Mueller will tell you, I spent most of my time at LaSalle's and she ran the place. <laughs> Mayor's forced foray into local politics was close to home. The plan to build 75 condos just below the house he owned in Butte Creek Canyon. This was the summer of 1980. I stopped by one night at a meeting the citizens committee was having, which was a bunch of housewives at the covered bridge. My roommates had told me, Kelly, they're going to build these houses down there and ruin the canyon. You know, these guys are the most powerful people in six counties. And I remember thinking, that doesn't sound right. So he went to the meeting. He said at the time in his life, he looked like Charles Manson. I've seen a picture. There was some resemblance. They were scared of him. They were very suspicious of me. Kind of uptight thinking I was going to do something evil. But I had a nice dog with kind eyes. He offered his help and they handed him the draft environmental report on the project and asked him to come back with his analysis. I went to the Chico State Library and asked the head li librarian for the law books on the California Environmental Quality Act, he recalled. I read the stuff. I read the report. I came back the next week. I gave them the 20 pages that I wrote out in Hook, and they went, you're hired, although they didn't pay me. <laughs> he ended up as her spokesman, spokesperson. They made me cut my hair, shave my beard, and they took me to J.C. Penney where they bought me good clothes, he said. They made me take my earrings out, too. But it worked, you know. We did it. That was beautiful. Thank you, Tom Gascone, for um, that wonderful article. Like I said on the 5 o'clock show, I didn't know Kelly, but I feel like I do. And in that vein, um, Aaron Standish handed this off to me. Aaron and, and um, Liz Mary, really good friends with, uh, with Kelly. And they did a roast of Kelly, and Aaron put together, you know, right, roast, you get roasted, then you have a rebuttal. So we got seven minutes of, of, of the voice of loving curmudgeon Kelly Mayer as he rebutes at his comic roast here on Peep Power Radio. Well, I have to uh, praise everyone. My friend Roland 
that talented musician, comedian, brew master. You know, he was an all-league center in football in high school. Woo! He's always been willing to bend over for the team. Oh. <laughs> and nowadays, he's willing to do it, and he don't even care. Dude. <laughs> anyway, now, now, my dear friend Aaron, you know, uh, Aaron, uh, you know, I've known him way too long. He's a relatively sane man, my friend Aaron, because I know his family and I'm talking about relatives. <laughs> but Aaron's not just, you know, he's a comedian, he's a talented man, he does many things. He's a magician. He took his, he took his wife's business, <laughs> turned it into a family comedy show. <laughs> Oh, my friend Roger, God, you have to love him. He's just the greatest, you know. We're, we travel together, and he's just a, he's an actor, a comedian, singer, songster, rock on tour. No, wait, Mama Rose is that rap on tour. <laughs> However, Roger is that hack on to it. Yeah, it works a bit. We won't get there. Anyway. <laughs> Has someone been out of place in my audience? Tom Gascoigne. He's just a beer-drinking bum who had a tiny rent-free rent room above Duffy's Tavern because he couldn't get a job with the news review. Drip, drip, 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for my dear friend, Ed Pittman. What surprised me? Funny, that Ed Pittman. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway, about my friend Ed. Love him dearly. He has such a great wife. I will say this, he's got these two good dogs, and I really love his dogs. <laughs> but I have to pay his dogs. <laughs> oh, now, Ken Roy. This lad down here, the lawyer, the counselor. I really love Ken, he's, you know, he's one of the lawyers that I can respect. Is a great and healthy, disrespectful authority. <laughs> but have you ever seen him at, uh, you know, Bloomsday? An unhealthy respect for James Joyce. <laughs> he does really weird things. And then, on top of all, no respect for his liver. He's been here all night. That's supposed to be funny. <laughs> and so. But Kenny, you were so funny. You know, that stuff, I, you know, I had never heard it until uh, I remembered that uh, 35 years ago, it was on Hee Haw. <laughs> I know all that stuff. <laughs> and better yet, you should be held in contempt of comedy. <laughs> the worst joke. Liz. Liz Mary. My old sweetheart, what a babe that singer-songster is. Does, yeah, I don't know what she does. And if you've ever been to her house, she loves asses. I mean donkeys. I mean assholes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. And I should know. I dumped Liz all these years ago. You know why? I dumped her. She got married. I figured she might get married. She'd be hard to get. All right, a big crowd cheer. Kelly Marin, thanks for everyone that helped to contribute to that. And uh, I hope people that knew him or people that didn't know him, like me, really appreciated that opportunity to learn more. Guillermo Mashier thanking Bill Kay and Lucy Gould on behalf of Chico Housing Action Team for sponsoring the Chico Vibe social media ads and print copies of the Chico Enterprise Record for our news segments. Please like and follow the Chico Vibe and subscribe to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. Taking you to the bottom of the hour with Run Run Rudolph, a cover of a Chuck Berry song as performed by Loki Miller here on Peep Radio.
we're going out with a Loki Miller song, his, his latest song, cover. Yes. Loki does the covers. And it's Run Run Rudolph by uh, Chuck Berry. <laughs> what, what's what's some of your insights on on artist Loki Miller? Oh, man, Loki, he's one of my favorites. I mean, both as an actor and a musician. He's just like, uh, he's got, he's almost gets uh, possessed by whatever he's doing. And, and he's definitely gets, I mean, in all of his guitar playing, I feel like he's possessed by Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. He has the licks down and he just has the... Uh, he, more than just memorizing the songs, he puts he puts his extra stank on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I would add is I've been fortunate uh, two times. That's kind of like Loki. If you have a chance to actually sit down with Loki Miller, it's a beautiful experience. But um, uh, Starbucks up there on the Esplanade, this is a five or six year old memory. In he is so reflective, introspective, and yeah. he's such a listener. He's just glued he's, he's an like, intense like he was, guy he's yeah and intense in all the right ways you know i'm sure everyone's a human i'm sure he, sometimes he gets intense and quote unquote the wrong way <laughs> you know like we all do but uh he just has such a love and a care about him you, yeah, you know i would you would talk to loki and then he would just come back with like some of the most beautiful things yeah very thoughtful very engaged guy yeah yeah we, we hope to see some original lyrics by loki yeah yeah because he's, he's got such joy and breath and his thoughts, man. And he's he's out in New York still, right? Yeah, he's t- I think he's taking acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he doing... was an actor here in Chico. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him at the uh, at the butcher shop. He was giving out roses. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> the know. last butcher shop, I think it was. Oh, he was okay, giving no, out. No. He was walking around giving out roses, oh, and nice. he had like a little stick, you know, that he was doing. It That's was great. really beautiful. Yeah. 